break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Doctor's Nutrition Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are Doctor's Nutrition of Texas, where we have natural solutions for common health issues. And we are located on the web at doctorsnutrition.org. It's drsnutrition.org, home of the low-cost lab work. And if you don't have any idea what we do, basically we take the guesswork out of what you need for your nutritional needs by using your lab values. And the products that we have in our store and available online are pharmaceutical grade, which means that They are about three to five times stronger than anything you can buy over the counter, and they are very pure. So if you are interested in possibly trying to get healthy or take care of some sort of health issue that you already have, consider using our supplements to get healthy instead of maybe some of the drugs that you're being prescribed, although we never take you off of those, but there are other alternatives. Um, We have a very interesting topic today. And because the news has brought this up many times, even though Dr. Lewis has been saying this forever, but it is now in the forefront of our minds about uh, acid reducers and how they cause horrible things like dementia and that sort of thing. So the name of this show is called Burn Baby Burn. And And you're not talking about your (laughs) ex-spouse. Yeah, so we're talking about the horrible burning gut pain you get when you eat a meal or you just your stomach's just on fire. So Dr. Lewis is going to take it and tell us a little bit about what's going on, the reason why people are having this, and what can be done about it, and is there a natural alternative to this? Yeah, it's just amazing to me, the people that get on Google, and you know they argue with us about what's wrong. We just had a guy do that about, well, he didn't think his problem on his lab was anything to do with what we thought. He thought it's because he helped somebody put in a kitchen. It's like, it's got nothing to do with your GI tract, but we're going to let him be right until we prove him wrong on the follow-up lab. That's why we do the lab so inexpensively. And sometimes people have to admit, oops, Google doesn't trump the hundreds of seminars I've been to or my degree and even as the much expert. as mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as I think I know, you know, we're still learning every day too. So as usual I'm gonna be a little bit hard to corral. <laughs> Janet's giving me that look. You know, guys, you've seen the look. I know you have. But, uh, you know, it it has been on the news a lot about the uh, PPIs or proton pump inhibitors, and actually those are being greatly, greatly misused. Now, again, I love our medical profession. They do an incredible job with a sick society. And if you really get to talking to them, they'll say, well, geez, I get so tired of They expect me to magically fix what they've been messing up for 30 years by eating incorrectly and all that. So proton pump inhibitors were actually designed more for people that had 
certain syndromes where it was too much acid. But you've got to realize most people that have heartburn have too little acid. And when you lower the acid level in your stomach, you're promoting uh, more or, or, or a greater chance of intestinal infections, the C. diff or H. pylori. You know, one of the, those are the two bad bugs we hear the most about. So just, uh, you know, let me ramble for a little bit, and Janet's going to interject, hopefully, a little bit of intelligence. Uh, you know, it, One of the things, well, there's a lot of things that can cause <clears throat> this acid reflux, and it's usually the pyloric valve in the bottom of the stomach doesn't close off correctly, and it allows the alkali from the small intestine to come up through the stomach, and then it, you know, comes up into your throat and, you know, still burns. And while I'm all for you having relief, it's better, I would say, to get to the root cause of the problem. And I always use some strange analogies that Janet says she calls it a Stevenism or a zinger. You know, one lady came in one time, real sweet little lady, kind of reminds me of Medea on the Tyler Perry movies. She's really, they could be twins. She says, well, my tongue's burning and I have acid reflux and my doctor just gave me something to numb my tongue. I said, isn't that kind of like a firefighter giving you a pair of sunglasses while he just blows smoke out of your fire, but it's out of your house and doesn't get to the fire or the underlying cause? And she laughed and she says things kind of like Medea in those movies. So, you know, a lot of the reasons is because you eat incorrectly. You need to eat more good fresh fruits and vegetables. Organic's better. Get off the grains. Grains, grains, grains are bad for you. And yes, they are. But that, you know, you've heard me talk about it a million times before, and you'll hear me talk about it in the future also. <clears throat> most, most of the time when you get rid of the grains, acid reflux goes away. And, and again, acid reflux is kind of a misnomer. It's not really what it is. But uh, there's so many additives in our food, and that's why we should eat differently. Like, you know, supper the other night for me was a small avocado and an organic apple. That was it. And small ones at that. Uh, we eat very little. Sometimes we'll throw some fermented sauerkraut, which helps with the probiotics, which we're definitely going to get into that, too. People say, really, you don't eat this, 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 and this? No. And, and if you're eating fried stuff, you're getting soybean oil, peanut oil, or worse yet, cotton seed oil. Cotton seeds are not even a food. But they're frying your food in it, and that is one of the most pesticide-laden oils you can get. So that's the reason why people say, I, I can't eat fried foods. Well, you probably could if it was fried in a good oil. So you kind of think about that. And they're, they're getting more and more studies now that says, well, if you're on these PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, for very long, seniors are more at risk for bone fractures. And they say, we don't really know the causative factor there. And it's like, well, I do, because if you have low stomach acid, there's no way in the world you can utilize calcium and we're magnesium deficient, which is also imperative in bone building and low in vitamin D. Uh, so let's let's think about low acid for a minute. You have to have hydrochloric acid in order to digest and assimilate calcium. One lady, many, many years ago, she's still a good friend. She wants me to be a pallbearer at her funeral. And it's like, well, we're about the same age. Who knows gonna, who's, who's going to hit that first? 
She says, no, I'm not calcium deficient. My doctor put me on Tums, and it has calcium in it. I said, well, you already have low stomach acid, and it can't digest the calcium that's in Tums. And she said, well, my doctor said that. And I said, your doctor at best had a three- or four-hour course on nutrition. And I said, I've had a four-hour course on gynecology. Should I practice being your gynecologist? And she crossed her legs and says, nope, you win. <laughs> oh, another zinger. <clears throat> and then a lot of uh, multivitamins, multiminerals have calcium carbonate in it. And, you know, I'd refer to my childhood friend Debbie out in Midland or my Google Queen Emily out in Lubbock. Love you both. <laughs> you might as well dig up a limestone rock out there in West Texas and lick on it for the calcium you're getting out of the calcium carbonate. You just can't do it, folks, unless you have really high stomach acid, and most of us don't. Well, what about drinking milk to get your calcium Aren't there lots of people drinking milk and they don't need the extra calcium? Yeah, and every study they've ever done, or, or some of the really major studies with many tens of thousands of people say the more you drink milk, the higher the instance of hip fractures are in later, later in your life. Hmm. So it doesn't do a body good, huh? Is that why we don't see cows standing on the side of the road drinking milk past uh, infancy? Yeah, except those little perverted calves that have to get on their knees to still nurse off mama. But no, they get calcium out of grass, just like we can get calcium out of our green leafy vegetables. Learn to like broccoli. And I eat a lot of things I don't like. I just eat it because it's good for me. And lo and behold, the taste buds change. And doesn't the uh, green leafy vegetables help keep you more alkaline so that it reduces inflammation some? So the burning doesn't get so bad i told y'all janet would come up with something brilliant yeah i'm just trying to put it all together trying to help folks out there make a link (laughs) so the good probiotics you know is always a good thing there's a study that i read the other day about how the temperament of toddlers can be influenced by different types of gut bacteria and there's a lot of different phyla there and i'm not a one of those people that can you know know the species and and all that but Now they're even trying to put a lot of infants and toddlers on proton pump inhibitors and H2 blockers. Folks, all you got to do is fix their digestion, change their diet, get them off of soy products, uh, and feed them correctly. Um, But their behavior is influenced by your gut bacteria. How many times have you heard me reference the book, The Second Brain, by Dr. Gershorn? So, you know, there's a lot to that. And there's so much that can be said, and there's so many enzymes that need to come into play. And, you know, we're big for digestive enzymes. Um, So in the brain, you get your neurotransmitters that promote something called a parasympathetic reflex that helps with gut secretion of your digestive juices. In the mouth, we don't chew our food enough because you get amylase from your saliva, And that helps to digest your starches. Now, I went to school a million years ago where they had us chew a cracker until it turned sweet. And that was just to prove to us that your saliva could begin the process of digestion. Really? Well, I'm older than you. you Well, no, I'm trying to... Really, it turns sweet if you chew the cracker long enough? Yeah. Yeah. The carbs turn to sugars. Really? That's pretty cool. I've not heard that. You know, every now and then I hear something from him I've not heard before, so I'm just as enthralled as you guys are out there listening. Yeah, yeah, like that's interesting. It is. 
Uh, the stomach puts out pepsin and gastric lipase. Lipase dissolves fats. And, you know, most of us really don't have enough digestive enzymes because we really do have enough plastics and pesticides and heavy metals in our bodies that it inhibits or slows, greatly slows down the secretion of enzymes and in the making of your hormones, thus the low T commercials that we see. And then, you know, here comes the pancreas. The pancreas is very much, um, I think, overlooked. People think, well, that's just for putting out uh, insulin. But it puts out stuff like trypsin, chromotrypsin, uh, carbopeptidase, and pancreatic lipase. Again, that's a, a fat digester, di- digestion, amylase, and you know, all kinds of other stuff I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, <clears throat> Well, is there anything that you could suggest that might be a natural alternative to them taking um, these antacid drugs? Change your diet, but you take Allzyme, A-L-L-Z-Y-M-E. That's a doctor's nutrition product. That's a very, very well-rounded, broad-spectrum digestive enzyme. The people that have used our services, most of them have noticed I start there. If that works, great. End of story. If it doesn't work, then we carry it a little bit further and sometimes have to put you on more digestive enzymes. And the other thing is betaine hydrochloric acid with pepsin. And there's a lot of different qualities, synthetic versus natural uh, substances there that they call betaine. That's very, very important because most of us have low stomach acid. And that's why on the lab I look at chloride and globulin because you can pretty much tell what's going on there. And also the albumin and albumin-globulin ratio, that kind of figures into it and for those of you that's not had lab run the other symptoms that you can tell are bloating belching and gas that's why janet digs these digestive enzymes out of her purse and says how many do you want two three or four but that's to protect her i'm sure so you know you do have a digesting uh, digestive problem if you have any of those symptoms that something's not going through like it should besides just the burning going on go ahead dr Liskin. You can educate us some more well, now. Well, I'm just, speechless because I'm sure you were talking about me. I just, just wanted them to have a little bit of hope here. We do have something natural, too. Well, you know, that's why I tell you to eat a lot more fruits and vegetables. And if and most people that really see the way Janet and I eat think that we eat very, very... We should order off the kids' menu. Strangely, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we have so many things added to what you think is food, and it's not really food. You've got, like, sodium nitrate in your hot dogs, vanilla in the ice cream, BHA, BHT in cereals, box cereals. Well, you shouldn't be eating the box cereals anyway. You'd be better off eating the cardboard. Uh, some of these things will cause stomach pain, uh, the burning, and it inhibits something called diamine oxidase, and that's an enzyme that metabolizes histamines or food histamines. And so Janet, because she's not just beautiful, she's brilliant, she figured out that there is a product, and it's called DAO histamine histamine ace with bioflavonoids. And if we're having a big meal, which is unusual for us, we'll eat two of them and usually just do one, which has got the DAO, rutin, and quercetin, and it's amazing how much better our GI tract feels because it deals with the food allergies. 
And we know a lot of people have food allergies just because their EOS or eosinophils go high. So that can be environmental toxins, food allergies, uh, and and that can grow parasitic activity, amoebas, bacteria, yeast, fungus, virus, and occasionally worms. Yeah, so you can do the food allergy test and find out what you're allergic to, or you can just take these anytime you eat and take care of it all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been really a godsend. Mm-hmm. And when you get impaired digestion, you end up having leaky gut syndrome. And leaky gut syndrome can be a, a lot of bad things. Uh, you know, it can create... Well, let me let me talk about what causes leaky gut. It, it it can be like an autoimmune disease, and we're seeing more and more of that. You know, it's lupus, Hashimoto's, rheumatoid, juvenile, and rheumatoid, uh, different nutritional deficiencies because you don't have the digestive enzymes. The poor diet, which is pretty much all of us, uh, different medicines, and that's why we started out talking about these PPIs or proton pump inhibitors which are not meant to be used for 15 years. And a lot of people come in and say, can I get off of these? I said, I'm a chiropractor. I don't give you advice about medicine. Uh, You can talk to your doctor that prescribed them or your pharmacist, but some people have to get off of them very, very slowly and just shave a little bit off with a knife and gradually, very, very, very gradually uh, wean off of these things. And then they go to the H2 blockers and then uh, gradually wean off of that. Never, 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 never go off that stuff cold turkey. You need professional advice. Uh, the chemical sensitivities I talked about, MSG, we've known MSG has been horrible for us at least since 1974, but we still have it in our food for some strange reason. Do you know people don't realize MSG is in their food? I was actually t- speaking with my hairdresser today, not that I need hair color or anything. And thank you for the comment about how did I stay looking so young with my hair it's, from one of our listeners. It's the lack of stress from living with me, I'm sure. But she was telling me how she had gone to a couple of fast food restaurants, and she said, you know, I can taste the MSG in their products. I'm like, one was a fish place, and, you know, that's one of the least likely places you think would have MSG. She had ordered the uh, fried catfish platter or something, and she said, you know, I I know that it's MSG because when when I was little, my mom used to cook with the spice called accent if y'all remember the accent spice and one of the ingredients in that was msg and she said i would put it on my hand and and lick it after my mother would use it and she said it made this really strange feeling in her mouth and she said now anytime i eat something with msg i know it's in there because my mouth does the same thing Mm -hmm. and they enhance those flavors in those you know the takeout places some some pretty popular little takeout places here that you know i personally wouldn't eat at but a lot of people do is fast food because they're trying to enhance the flavor of the food so it's a neuro excitatory mm-hmm. get your brain excited kind of like potato chips do to me the msg and the salt uh, not that i would eat them ha 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 so a lot uh, of but a lot of people only think it's in like chinese food or something like that or their soy sauce and if they say natural flavorings it can still be there people you know, you really shouldn't fall for the term natural because that's not necessarily good because people say, well, Doc, it's natural. I said, well, so is arsenic, cyanide, and, you know, cocaine, but we probably shouldn't be doing those three things. But it's interesting that it was in fried fish and then one of the burger joints was putting it in their food to enhance the flavor of their food so you would come back. So those are the triggers like Dr. Lewis is speaking about. So instead of needing these acid-blocking drugs, you should perhaps consider that you have chemical sensitivities, uh, food allergies, which is, 
you know, I think most of us have, and it's not just gluten. Some of us aren't really affected by gluten. People that have brain fog, yeah, you really ought to call us. In uh, nutritional deficiencies, hey, folks, you only get sick because you have nutritional deficiencies or you have so many toxins that your body can't get rid of them because it has nutritional deficiencies. And if you take a drug, any kind of drug, that actually creates further nutritional deficiencies. There's actually a book called Drug Muggers, which I think is a pretty cool title. And that will help lead to <clears throat> chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, which leads to depression because if you've got stress, anxiety, and depression, you've got a gut problem. No, I didn't say your head is up your um, GI tract, but they are so linked. You cannot separate having one problem with the other. It's best to break the cycle in as many areas as you possibly can. So think about that. If, you know, like Janet mentioned it, gas and cramping and diarrhea and indigestion and bloating, if you have that. Constipation. Yeah, you know, constipation many, many, many times is just related to having low hydrochloric acid. And instead of eating table salts, you need to eat Celtic, Celtic, I don't know how to pronounce it. I've heard it both ways, or Himalayan. We do Himalayan because it's pink and pretty. But that has the chloride in it so that your body makes hydrochloric acid. Uh, And it has about 80 different trace minerals that are very critical to some of the biological and physiological processes in your body. So So you're saying when you have stomach burn, you actually may need to do the hydrochloric acid. Yeah, you know, and, you know, we've had one or two people that would do that and say, well, it raised the blood pressure. Yes, it can. Salt can. But guess what blood pressure, high blood pressure is almost always related to? It's almost always related to lack of vitamin D, which all of us have, uh, lack of good digestion, which means low stomach enzymes, or low magnesium. Well, I think it's interesting that, you know, they were saying with the seniors who were – over 75 years of age, had a 44% increased risk of dementia when they use these PPI drugs compared with non-users. And I was going to say that, but I forgot. Yeah, and one of the things, well, that was what I was going to talk about. I'm not one, over 75, folks. One of the things that, <laughs> you know, they're, they're saying they don't really know what the risk uh, or why it increases their risk for dementia, but one you. of them is the the lower B12, right? Janet's really, really smart because several years ago, my sister called me, one of my sisters called me and says, hey, mama's talking in the mirror to some stranger and she's urinating freely and she's constipated. She's trying to turn on the gas stove but can't get it going. She's making coffee without water. She's gone off the deep end. I said, oh, geez, I'm so busy. Okay, cancel the whole afternoon. I'm going to see my mama. Well, they put her on, I forget what it was, one of those PPIs which lowered her B12 levels, and you get low B12 levels, guess what? Your brain begins to shrink, and you start creating homocysteine because you don't have the B vitamins to break that down. And homocysteine also leads to a lack of nitrous oxide or the nitrous oxide synthase cycle, which means you have um, inflammation of the arterial walls. Which in, increases heart attack right. risk. I say in layman's terms, it means that you can increase your risk of heart disease or heart attacks. And so I got lots and lots and lots and lots of research. 
And you have low B12 because you have bad digestion, because if you have good digestion, you'll get plenty of it out of the meat that you eat. But I got the research, and I gave it to my mother's uh, young physician and said, would you please consider giving my mother a B12 shot? Well, and I was very polite about what I said, but I heard through the grapevine that particular physician might have been a little bit offended about me telling her how to practice medicine. I was just asking her, would she please read the research and consider it? So I had to fix it myself, uh, which we did. And guess what? Once we got her off the PPI and put her on B12, her mind came back, folks. And she's lived in her house for the last 10 years past that, so all yeah. by herself. She's been in the nursing home, what, maybe a year. She just turned 94, so... Hey, folks, you can have a longer life. You can have a healthier life. You can have a life that blesses not only yourself, but the people you work with and your family. And you can be a little ray of sunshine everywhere you go. And, hey, if you looked at TV and the politics lately, you everybody needs to be a ray of sunshine and quit being so sensitive because it still is a good life. But it's easier to bring that out if you feel good. But you've got to do it. And I tell people, they'll say, oh, you give such good information. I said, it's not information that's going to get you well, Bob. It's your habits. It's not your excitement and your enthusiasm that's going to get you well. It's your consistent habits. You know what a winner says? I'll go over the lab work and they'll say, is there anything else I can do? You know what a loser says? When can I get off this stuff? That's that, that's true. Winners make a way, losers make an excuse. So, if you're wondering what lab work he's talking about, we run uh, eleven, no, there are twelve panels of lab now uh, <laughs> across the United States at your local lab, where you're not having to guess at what's going on. So, if one of these things made sense to you and you're thinking, well, I don't really know where to start. The lab work tells us where to start so that we don't guess at what's going on and we can get the right products for you without you going to the health food store and going, hey, this worked on Aunt Mary and maybe it'll work on me too. And then it doesn't wind up working on you because that wasn't your problem. Um, So we do the lab work and then we do not charge for any consultations with Dr. Lewis. So you get to talk to him one-on-one. And I do get super, super busy. So I I told a sweet, sweet lady the other day, I said, listen, I don't have time for your fear and pity party. You're 51. It's time to get over it. Live in the potential of your faith or you're going to live with the consequences of your fear. And I said, go read Timothy in the Bible. It says God didn't give you a spirit of fear. So where's your fear coming from? She says, Satan. I said, you're 51. Let's put him behind you. So we have a little inspirational message that comes right along with your free consultation as well. It's not as sweet as what your preacher would deliver, but, you know, I I love to spend my time with people. They're going to take it and say, how else can I help? What else can I do? Oh, I've got John in Catawba, North Carolina, for God's sake, and he sent me a dozen people out of Hickory and Catawba or ever how you pronounce that. And I get so many referrals from all over the blooming country. You know, you got, you know, Rich from Port Orion, Michigan, and, and, and goes on and on. People in Tucson. I mean, yeah, my time's limited, but I love, love, love doing this stuff. And I'll give you my time if you will just take it and utilize it and see value in it and utilize it for your good and the good of others. 
Right. There's a health survey that's on our website at doctorsnutrition.org that you can fill out, and Dr. Lewis will give you a call, and we discuss with you where you can start. And if you have any recent lab within the last three months, feel free to send that to us. We might, might be able to use some of that to get you started, especially with the digestive stuff. And, you know, one other thing I wanted you to mention, Dr. Lewis, when you were talking about uh, burning, baby burning on your on your stomach issues, um, what about H. pylori? We had a question about H. pylori. Could you tell us a little bit about what the symptoms are of that, and does that have anything to do with the burning? Uh, it, it can, and it doesn't matter really whether you treat it naturally or medically. It has a tendency to come back if you don't get to the underlying problem, which is lack of you know, good digestive enzymes and probiotics. H. pylori, usually they'll just talk about burning. And the real tip-off is I hate water. Water burns my tummy. And I say, great, go drink a big old glass of tea. And they'll say, sweet or unsweet? I say, well, for health reasons, do unsweet, but I don't really care. If tea decreases the pain, you probably have H. pylori. Or you can go get it tested, but the problem is you normally have H. pylori in your gut anyway. It's just what's the percentage and can the other good bacteria uh, kind of overwhelm the H. pylori and C. diff and all the bad bacteria. So if you have that burning, you know, go drink some tea and see if it goes down. Or you may have a hiatal hernia, which chiropractors are generally the best at fixing a hiatal hernia. So talk to your chiropractor about that or, or a good physical therapist. I know some of those that actually know about uh, hiatal hernias, but you know, So if you do have the burning after you drink water and then you drink tea and it calms it down, there are products that we have here uh, called PeptiGuard that actually is for H. pylori. So there are things that we can do to help so they don't go, oh, my gosh, I have exactly what Dr. Lewis says, and I don't know what to do about it now. I better go to my doctor. Yeah, And, And for people with bad chronic gut problems, one of the best things you can do is an amino acid called glutamine, but I personally like our GI essentials because it has glutamine and N-acetylglucosamine uh, zinc carnosine, which has a tendency to kill H. pylori, uh, and it has slippery elm, deglycerized licorice, and aloe vera. It has all the things to cool and heal your GI tract. Janet puts it in my drink every morning. I'm not talking about alcoholic drink, uh, just the health drink where she puts half the store in it to keep me healthier and feeling good. So GI Essentials is a really good place to start because it has the glutamine in it. Right. So we hope you've learned something today that you realize you do not have to learn, live, learn. You can learn, but don't live with the burning gut. There are answers and there are other answers many times to the prescriptions that you've been given for that. Uh, like Dr. Lewis said, we should get to the root of the problem and figure out why is it doing that instead of putting that masking tape over your oil light in your car and just hoping it goes away. The best thing you could have learned today is you get on our website or give us a call. That's probably the best thing you could learn because I don't care how smart you are. You need a coach, a guide to help you through it. And I'm the same way. When I'm sick, I submit to the authority of Janet. Uh, because she is more objective. So you need help. So give us a call or go on our website. And thank you for listening to this week's show. And please share this with friends or family that may need this uh, episode as well, that you uh, could learn something from or teach them something as well. We appreciate all of you out there very much, and we will have an exciting show for you again right here next time on the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Have a blessed week.